When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? Stop doing I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Gigs on Football. It is the last episode in Series 1. And uh, before we take a little break, I'm delighted to be talking football once again. It feels like forever since we did a show. And uh, as always, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. If you prefer your podcast in audio form, then uh, check out the Sports Social Podcast Network for for this series and all the other uh, content produced by Ace Podcast Nation. But, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Just before I bring in my uh, my co-host, I would uh, like to point out uh, for everyone who, and new as well, who, who did the uh, Football Super 6 Prediction League last year for charity, the new entries are now open. Get in touch with Will Melush. I think the link is still in the description, but hit him up on Facebook or whatever, or if you hit me up, I'll give you his details. Um, hoping for over 100 entries again with payouts for the top 10 players and raising money for the Air Ambulance Charity. It is a perfect opportunity to put your, your money where your mouth is, as it were, and test your footballing knowledge, not just against myself and Rodri, but against uh, all the viewers, all and, and, and many a, uh, an ex-professional footballer as well who join in, ex-Cardiff City legends, 
and such. But uh, yeah, so hit up Will Malyush. Links in the description, or if you hit my way, I'll point you in his direction. Raise money for charity. Test your football knowledge. What more to do? But uh, with no further ado, it feels like forever since we did a show, even though it was only a couple of weeks. Delighted as ever to be joined by uh, XFC United and ex-Salford City winger, Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, sir? Yeah, my how are you? Good, mate. Good. I think um feels like ages since we've done a show, but it was only, we only had like last week off, wasn't it? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's just like time stretches. feels like lots yeah, has happened. There's not much going on really, though, is there? No, the, it's like story here, story there. You just get like a few rumors, don't you? And then a sign in, and then a couple more rumors, and then another sign in. Yeah. And it's it hasn't really got going, I think, in some ways, the transfer window. And I think, like, we'll talk about your club in a bit. Um, I think Good Wednesday, Wednesday bail, though, eh? yeah, wow, what a what a what a move. But like, do you know, like, the more I've thought about it. I think like I kind of talked myself into how Cardiff was a good move for it. And it would have been a good move for many reasons. But also, when you look at it, the, the MLS is perfect for it. It's like, it's a pretty, um, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say substandard, but it's a relaxed league, should we say. And, mm-hmm. um, and it finishes in October. So it finishes a couple of weeks before the World Cup. So he's got two weeks or three weeks, whatever it is. To have a break, get himself sorted, you know, chill out any knocks or anything, get over yeah. and then get ready for the World Cup. Yeah, exactly that, mate. So I can see the logic to it. My only concern is um, the Americans are very patriotic people. And uh, like, even though not a lot of the players in the MLS play in the United States team, they still got to want the United States to do well. So I do wonder whether he'll have a bit of a target on his back. Because you see some of the red cards out there, and there some tackles going in there, mate. It's uh, yeah, some like a, Sunday league stuff, isn't it? He's a he's a big boy, you can yeah. And I'm you know, I'm sure like you know, it wouldn't be too obscene, but you know, but then saying that, the if you go on social media and kind of search the American football fans talking about the World Cup, they all think they're going to win the group, and Wales is like uh, almost like a buy to them. I don't know whether they're just not very knowledgeable about football or they're just super confident in their own team. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But they even think they're going to smash England and, you know, Wales and Iran are just there to make up the numbers, which is great for us, I think, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Ha- we'll see. Yeah, last time we were in a group with England, we won it. Just pointing that out to where uh, Leslie and the gang in, in the chat, but, you know, <laughs> it's just got to point that out, like, but, you know, it's just facts, mate, facts. That's what yep. I speak, it's facts. Um, so we're going to talk about United. The big story, obviously, is Ronaldo's asked to leave, supposedly, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before we get to that, I want to ask you about a couple of moves which have been confirmed. Raheem Sterling to Chelsea, mate. Surprised? Um, no, not really. Didn't play much, did he, last year? No, or as much. Didn't play much. Um, he's brought up from around the corner from there. So, yeah, not long, not long though. Since like not long ago was he a vital player for Man City though? So like he's it's not like he's finished, is it? You know? No, he still is a vital player for him. You know, they just won the league without him. They, they might not have won the league, so they only won it by a point or whatever. So he was still well, interesting, even, even if he was on the bench or coming off the bench. To you know, he's still a 
a great player to have to come off the bench. But yes, he's not played as much. He's probably that's why his 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 ultimate decision is he wants to, to move on. But Chelsea is it? No, not really. He's not going to go to United. He's not going to go back to Liverpool, Arsenal. Yeah. Mm, so if he goes to Chelsea, he's fighting for titles again. You know, he's get we might win trophies. So yeah, no, no, but money would probably be the same, or if not more. Living at home, back where he's got brought up. So no, I um I was a little bit surprised that Man City sold him to Chelsea because I think. Uh, if anything, it brings Chelsea that little bit closer to competing with Man City and Liverpool. I don't think they're quite there yet, but it doesn't make them any further away. No. Um, so I was a little bit surprised that they didn't, you know... They if, and if they, get Ronaldo, if they get Ronaldo too, so there's a nice segue yeah. for that. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that now, mate. I think... Um, so there's strong reports that Ronaldo was asked to leave. Um Who's, who's which reports? Johnny down the street. Oh, no, there's there's a lot of they say so they've been talking about it on school, Sky, yeah, Sky all day, you know. Oh, all right, Sky, yeah. Oh, right, but yeah. no, in fairness, there's who put new docs boys. Even um, that Italian, uh, I forget his name, Fabrizio, or whatever, has kind of said that it's you know he wants to go. Um, I still like I know when I said it to you the other day, I think it was at the start of the week, you were kind of adamant, nah, no way would he go. Um, I just think if he's <laughs> Here's my thing with Ronaldo for me, and it's only my opinion. I think if he's not happy and they kind of refuse to sell him and force him to stay, I think that will cause problems within the dressing room because he is yeah, the I kind don't of person that will happen because the manager that this manager doesn't seem that type of a person like that hanging around. So, yeah, if he wants to go, then the manager up on he's type of manager going, let's get him out, let's get him someone yeah. in, get him out. Let's get because he he's, he just wants to is he get the ball running get get everything sorted. We've we've seen videos recently of training videos of how he wants them to play so it's quick high tempo. Uh, so yeah, if, if he's not on board, then then get him out and let's let's work with what we've got and we'll go from there. But he obviously wants to keep him. But I I always thought it was a ploy. The Ronaldo saying, "Come on, pull your finger out. You need to bring some players in." Yeah, and then he can assess it at the end. Yeah, I think that kind of um, makes sense to me. Like because they were very, they've been quite slow moving, considering the amount of players they probably need to bring in. And he's um, looking at City, Haaland, Phillips. Yeah. Now he's looking Liverpool. at Chelsea, and Liverpool have done good business. Yeah, so he's he's looking around, thinking, "Wait a minute, what's going well, on?" Arsenal, mate, have brought, yeah, brought in Gabriel uh, Jesus. Tottenham and... have been, you know, very good in the transfer market as well. So, yeah. So, here's my thing, though, as well, right? Is, um, oh, the other aspect of it is apparently, they, they were saying on Sky, which obviously you can't always trust, but they were saying that there is, um, like, apart from the Champions League thing, there is a, a family element to it. Apparently, his family haven't settled in Manchester when he's come back, and, and there's that, uh, there, there's some other stuff going on. So, they were sort of implying that the club... You know, as our respect for him, we'll probably let him have his move if the right offer comes in and it's outside the Premier League. So that's fine. But to me, if they if they sell him, they can't not bring in a striker because he scored all their goals last year. Martial's proven that he cannot be relied upon to be a first choice striker. Rashford, you'd hope, will find the form that he previously had, but he was so bad last year. 
that that's a worry. You've got rid of Cavani. It's um, it's a problem, isn't it? If you get rid of Ronaldo, yeah. you haven't got really a striker. It, it, it is is a problem, but there are recognised strikers there. Yes. However, however, on. you've got a new coach, a new way of playing. If if the if Ronaldo goes and there's not a striker available, you don't just bring anyone in. Yeah. He's got to be the right person. So, you know, they're going to have to tin hats on, grim and bear it, and work with what they've got. Um, yeah, so that's all I can say. Maybe they, they can bring one of the young lads in. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. So I'm going to throw a couple of names at you who are either available or, or on free transfers at the moment. I just want to get your take on if you think they're realistic for United and if you think they would be the right players. Um, so you've got, uh, what's his face? Uh, Dabala from uh, Juventus is on a free transfer. Obviously, yeah. the way yeah, he's not a recognised striker, though, is he? No, he plays more of a, like a false nine, doesn't he? But would yeah. you, would he be an acceptable uh, not replacement, but alternative to fill that gap, particularly if they're playing with those three behind the striker. Yeah, yeah, I'll take him, yeah. Um, Lewandowski, I saw a few people saying Lewandowski for Ronaldo in a swap deal could be oh, an uh, option. I'd, I'd snatch her hand off for that. I, I, I question much That's in probably the, the only person you could bring in that improve on Ronaldo. Yeah, and and the thing is, there's not that many out and out number nines out there. Like a lot of them are these false nines or the ones that play like you know wide and and you know like the Rashford sort of mold. Um, my question with Lewandowski is, on paper, it seems like it would suit everyone, but would he at 32? Would he want to play Champions League football the same as Ronaldo does? So that would be the one maybe question mark but yeah otherwise it, i can see the logic to that um obviously there's harry kane's a long time yeah that's uh happen. option i don't think that's gonna happen yeah no um the other name out of the sort of left field which i saw which i was at first i was like i laughed it off and then afterwards i thought actually maybe that's not that outrageous was jamie vardy um for a for a like a stop gap of a year or two the one thing with Vardy is he'll press from the front and he can finish. Um, so if you create chances, he'll score goals. Yeah, yes, I'll just say he was on that was the third person I was thinking of as well. But um he has picked up a lot of injuries in the last couple of seasons and so just be wary of that. Yeah. Um it's an interesting one. It's an interesting development because um it looked like that Dion one was going gonna be getting over the line very soon. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, the Barcelona chairman or chief exec or whatever he is said, oh, no, he's not for sale. He's staying. And it's difficult to know whether it's kind of negotiations and posturing or whether it's a genuine thing with them. So I guess we'll see because they've been working on that for so long that it almost feels like if they don't get it over the line, is that a failure? 100%. Because that was their marquee signing. So... You know, marquee signings should be done and dusted, under everything done. But every, all, all of a sudden, Man United's business is all dragged out, and it's just the last couple of years it, has been like that, haven't it? Um, yeah, it's been it's, very it's disjointed, very very, very, very poor. You'd expect a new guy coming in, he'd want to get all the deals done pretty early, but it's just been shoddy. 
shoddy for one of the biggest clubs in the world. It's just shoddy. And, and I get you know, they, they it's not as if they don't need it. They need someone with a stud. But, you know, we're seeing it across the country, you know, as, as we've seen it today. People in power just, just don't know what they're doing. No. They, uh, just ridiculous, isn't it? I think um, with the De Jong one, I wouldn't be... Barcelona are known for being a bit... They might, they, might, yeah, they might be after a bit, five, ten more million. Who knows? But, you know, I, I wouldn't be scrimping and scraping. I would get him done over the line. Uh, and get it's the, the time squad. they've spent on it as well, isn't it? Yeah, like, they seem to be dragged down. forever. It gets dragged down and dragged down. It's just... It's just I shocking. Think, um, if... If um, if they can't get him, then I believe they should go for Tillmans from Leicester if they can hijack that deal from. Yeah, they need a centre forward. Don't need, don't need a centre. Don't need. They do need central midfielders, mate. Yeah, don't they? Yeah, I know they got Eriksson coming in by the looks of it, which is a great yeah. sign in for free. Yeah. Um, and they and they got that defender. I forget his name, Martinez, isn't it? I've got a good feeling um, about this manager. I like the way, like his demeanour, like the way he's going about his business, the way the way he's trained. Looks really good. So yeah, far. I I could see that. I could see yeah. the, the those qualities. Time, though. It's he needs time, and also, mate, I believe they've got to give him the, the signings that he needs. He wants like yeah. they've got to, and if they because if they don't, they can't like they can't go into the into the season with the squad they've got now. They've lost a load of players, and that that squad wasn't good enough last year, and they've lost. Some big players. I think you'll see. I think you'll see the emergence of two, one, uh, uh, two of the the young lads coming through. Uh, the, the, so who do you think that'll be? Uh, Zidane. Uh, Zidane Iqbal, isn't it? Iqbal, right yeah. Uh, um, Hannibal is it the other one? Hannibal or the other one, the young kid who just scored two goals in the FA Youth Cup, the Argentinian kid. Oh. Um... Ganache or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he so good, what, two, two out of them. I've, I've, I've two, possibly three, but two out of the three, you can see make, making a being a, a big part. You've also got by, the, all, the, by all accounts, he like he likes the look of him. You've also got the Swedish lad, haven't you? Who played the second half of the season? Um, oh, what's his name? The winger. I forgot We've his got, name. But the fullback in as well looks decent. Very quick. Very mobile. From Feyenoord. I like, do you know why I like our signing? Is because the two seasons they got the best out of Luke Shaw was when he had genuine competition for his place. Either side of those two years, he's been guaranteed his spot if he's fit. And he's well, been this kid looks pants. for the real deal. So, two good fullbacks. If Tellers is Tellers is done. So, yeah, like transfer window's been quite fascinating to watch. Um, like the ins and outs of it. I saw um, earlier that Nottingham Forest have put a £17 million uh, deal together for Nico Williams. Um, obviously, Nico Williams spent most of the last season at Fulham and did exceptionally well. Um, for Forest, great signing. For Nico Williams, I don't know whether I would have preferred him to stay at Fulham from a Welsh point of view to just for the continuity of it. Obviously, you've got to go and settle into a new club. But the way Forest play football, their formation, it all suits Nico Williams as a footballer. So hopefully that will be good for Wales. And I think 17 million for Nico Williams is a phenomenal deal because yeah. what is he like 19, 20, something like that? Got his whole career ahead of him, already an international. 
got a dishwasher on her. Oh, it's my boy clearing the plates. Unreal. <laughs> can't keep it noise down, can he? Um. So uh, Leslie wants to know uh, what your thoughts are on Spurs buying Middlesbrough's uh, wonder kid DJ Ed Spence. Um, very highly rated. Very you know very good footballer. Big jump though, in a Premier League, but Millsborough Championship to yeah, big jump. Premier League. Middlesbrough, small club, and gone to a proper club now. So, I don't know uh, Spurs. Spurs yeah, a proper club down south, big London town. Hmm. But now, what? Yeah, anywhere that will he get games? Will he get game time? Will he get enough game time? But you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll use him properly. But he looks, he looks a decent on him. Yeah, he does. He looks. He looked a good footballer from what I saw of him last year. Yeah. Um, Craig says perhaps perhaps Nico Williams wanted out of London. Why? Um, I've never really got this thing of like um, players like Christian Eriksen seemed to be a bit reluctant to um, to 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 leave London. And why is it? Do you think players seem to have a they either they either want to be in London or they want to get out of London? Like I've never quite understood why it's such a big deal. I guess I don't understand. I don't understand to be honest. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. London's weird, massive. Thing, I've just been there. I just went down there on Sunday. I come back yesterday. Did I come back yesterday? No, come back Tuesday night. And I was staying in Clapham <clears throat> or over near Clapham, and I had to get over to Hackney. <clears throat> I had to be there for six o'clock. I set off at half past four. This is London, right? So I set off at half past four. I got there at ten past six. So it took me over an hour and a half to get from one side of London to the other. It's oh, a joke. See, the traffic is a joke. It's, yeah, it's a joke. But I've lived there, so I, 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 I loved it, me. But it's got so, it's so much busier, so much more hectic. But you know they don't live in in the in this city. They live on the outskirts, which is mm. beautiful. You know, the beautiful places on the outskirts. But so where yeah, do all, where do they all live? Like out in Essex and all places like that, is it? Uh, yeah, no, on the other side, really, Cobham, um, over, over near there, and but yeah, Surrey way. Surrey, uh, nice area. Yeah. So yeah, so Essex is like the other side, probably. Maybe the the West Ham boys and some other over that side, probably. Living in that side, but over like Chelsea, Fulham, you know, they all mm. live there, over there. I so, think the um, training grounds in Cobham as well. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea's uh, ground is Cobham, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so. As expected, mate. Leslie Will lives, Will lives around the corner from there. Is Will he lives near that ground, mate? Yeah, it's likes a nice, lovely part of the world. Yeah. Nice area. I know. Um, I played cricket up in Surrey a few times when I was younger. And just what a, what an area, like so, um, just really like surreal and just beautiful, beautiful yeah. place. Like, yeah, I've got so a couple of pals who live live down there near there. It's, it's yeah, nice, nice, nice place in the world. Yeah, but it's just like it's just like being in Old the Edge, yeah, like mm-hmm. just like Wimslow or up near there. So all these places, I don't know where any of those places are, mate. Well, they just, just outside uh, Manchester up, up here where all the footballers are United and City. Yeah, it's because Old the Edge, that's where all the Edge, are, they all, Altrincham, they all live around there. Except for the, some of them, like Arkid or somewhere else, they live in Worsley. Do they all live cl- like close together, do they, all the footballers and that? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's weird to be as I More or less. 
So you've got probably 30 players all living in, in like this. The same little thing. Like not same little, like three mile radius, yeah. Like there's, 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 there's a golf course. Which golf course is it? Near golf course. And there's a big, massive lake. Uh, and there's massive houses all the way around it. I think George, uh, I think Pickford lives on one. Stones lives on one. There's loads of them all living around it. But, yeah. Just all overlooking each other's houses. Yeah, just 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 like watching football as well. You know, like too much money, what they'll spend it on. Yeah, just, yeah. Shocking. The uh, so Leslie, as expected, mate, took the bait, hook, line, and sinker. He said, "Did he just say Middlesbrough are a small club?" I could have sworn we swept Manchester United out of the FA Cup last season. When I mean small, I mean smallest he in that walked area. Into that, didn't I mean he? smallest in that area. Maybe, maybe Hartlepool are maybe a bit bigger than Hartlepool. So, <laughs> but the, <laughs> Darlington as well. Darlington, you big. So awesome. yeah, you probably you're probably mid table. You get Newcastle, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, mid table. Then you got the Darlington and Hartlepool. Blyde, Blyde Spartans, good non-league football club. Spenny more, there's a few. Spenny more, South Shields. There's a few. There's a few dodgy clubs down there with a few quid. He mm. said, "You know, but where, as you said, you know, Middlesbrough was a small club. I seen the smirk on your face. You exactly <laughs> knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Leslie walked, walk, just walked into it. Just walked into it. I have to. When Rodri texts me, I have to like read it back three a couple of times just to check. I'm not uh, just walking into a a little hook." Um, he said, Leslie said Gateshead as well. Yeah, they're probably Gateshead, bigger, there you bigger, go, bigger, yeah. bigger than Middlesbrough, isn't they? So. Gateshead. Darlington. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what business Middlesbrough have done. I'll have to have a look at that. Um, Will says, Jamie Vardy ain't leaving Leicester at this stage of his career, retiring yeah. there as a club legend. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, see him. I would, uh, well, Manchester United can call him. You know, you know, yeah, look, he's, he's not going to get another big contract, really. No. So you might, you know, he might get an extra year or two at Leicester, yeah. like at his age. If Man United come in and offer him where he, where he was brought up, I think it might be. Yeah, if, yeah, if he could, he could live in. Yeah, it's about, it's about halfway, I suppose, because he's and, from uh, he's from Stocksbridge. I'm pretty sure he's around there. At the end of the day, mate, it is at, the, at this stage of his career. Leicester are not in Europe. If United come call him with a two or three year deal. Offer him, de- you know, a pay rise. Yeah, why? I, why wouldn't he take that? Yeah, I, I don't see it himself. Just no, I don't. I don't. I think there's. I think you're more likely that Ten Hag would go back to the Dutch league and try and get like that Anthony or, or and even he's not a out and out striker. Like they do need a. Although there was talk of Rashford playing as the yeah, Rashford, nine, Rashford, Rashford, Rashford more than capable of being strike and Martial. So. Oh, Martial, um, come on, come no, on. I, I, no, Martial, when he had a good season, he scored 20 odd goals, so he's got it in him. We've how, long has he been, how long has he been there? I know, yeah, yeah, I know. One good season, come on. I know, I, I just do like this manager, though. If, if, if this manager gets a grip of time to let go of Martial, yeah, he's had his goal. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, the other one I said to you yesterday when I over text who I thought would be a good shout was Memphis to Pie. Apparently, Barcelona want to get rid of him because they need the money. I think if they could not spend, you know, an astronomical amount on him, I think he would be a good sign in to re-sign because I think there's a couple of aspects to it. He's matured massively over the last couple of years. He looks a different player to what he was when he was at United. He was only a kid. 
and I think he's got something to prove. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Van Persie or someone else, one of the ex-Arsenal players, but they said he wants to go back to the Premier League eventually and he wants, he'd prefer to do it with United and, and basically prove a point like that, you know, we did, he didn't get an opportunity and he didn't show what he could do. And he's shown in the last couple of years what a good footballer he is. I mean, I think that would be a decent sign and he's young, he's quality, he's fit, he's strong. Good footballer. I just don't know whether they would take the risk to bring him back after they got their fingers burnt with. Well, it's, it's, Pogba. it's the manager wanted to bring him back. The manager wanted to yeah. bring him back. You know, He'll he's a totally different well. player. You know, if you bring Saha back three years, maybe he's a totally different player. So these people, these type of players, they obviously learned from that experience and grown from it. So, and the next step is to go. I don't know if you if you wanted to come back, then you down to the manager if he was fit into his way of. Thinking way of playing, yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. Um, Craig says, How much will uh, Vardy need for or the Vardy family should be saying needing court costs? Maybe if they need a bit of extra money for their court uh, case, they can, you know, you know, it'll give them a pay rise, possibly, possibly, it would be, be, a, be, be a bit more than it was last anyway. That's got to be awkward, I mean, between Rooney and, and Vardy because it's essentially fuck all to do with them, isn't it? And like. They've no. just been torn into this ridiculousness. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe you, maybe, like, someone who's been in your position um, has got a better understanding of it. Like, because I suppose if you if if you've got a small circle and someone within that circle has betrayed your trust and is leaking stuff to the newspapers, that is quite a big betrayal. So. Like, whilst I laugh about it and say it's ridiculous, if I was in that position, I think I would be quite hurt by it and I'd be quite upset by it. So, you know, maybe I shouldn't... Uh, like, it's, the fact, it's, the it facts, it's the facts of it, though, isn't it? What do you mean? Well, it's the, the facts is that, that she clearly did, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, she and passed it on to her agent and her agent did. Yeah. And I just think it's poor form, isn't it? Like for someone to yeah, just don't do that to people. That's the kind of type of person she is. I don't understand these people, mate. I don't know whether it's because I'm from a different world or whether I'm just a nice person or what. Like, but I just wouldn't do that to someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just wouldn't yeah. sell a mate out like for a couple of quid. It just makes yeah, no sense to me. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why my family don't speak to me. They actually think I I did it. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's a joke. Okay. I shouldn't laugh, mate, because it's not funny, obviously. Yeah, but like, no, I still, I still remember, mate, when you told it to me. I remember when you told me when you said, "Yeah, don't, don't speak to me," and it's like as if you did something wrong. Yeah. So. Well, in fairness, you did do that advert, so that was, <laughs> that was stepping over the line. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. Way too over the line. Yeah. Jesus, what's wrong yeah. with you? You give me ammunition. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The king doesn't miss, as it were. Um, no, have just scored, no, we've just scored a third goal. It's flying here, the women's game. Third goal against Northern Ireland, the 3-0 up, 30 minutes late. You were telling me how much you've been enjoying the um, the women's Euro since it started before the show. Yeah, I enjoyed um, all the 10 minutes of it last night. Yeah. Love well, Ireland was on. Forgot. Uh, Mitch, you can't be. You can't. No football can compete with Love Island, though, can I? For yeah. you, 
driving past there because uh, my little plays football five till six at Old Trafford. Mm. I'm driving, down a pit, obviously, finish at six o'clock. So I'm driving on, thinking, Where's all this traffic coming from? It was a full house, it was packed. Is it Old Trafford? Is it? Yeah, it was Old Trafford. Yeah, so. The most important question, mate. Who's going to win Love Island this year? Uh, I don't know one person who's in it. Is you know. she doing well, is she? Yeah, she's doing all right, yeah. At the start, I think I was thinking, nah. But as she's gone on, she's grown on me, she's all right. I have never I haven't seen one second of Love Island. No, you know what? Week. I never usually watch it, but this I start, I, I've not what, missed an episode. I've watched every single one. Like so what drives you into it? I've watched it about three or four years. Pardon? What what drives you into it this year then? Like what attracted you to it? Maybe because it was Michael and his daughter. Probably think, well, let me have a look, see what she's like. Mm. And I've just carried on watching it. Strange one, mate. Mm. Um, so when you look at it now, right? Um, just on signings currently made, maybe some rumored signings. Is there any chance that any of the other clubs are going to get a bit closer to the City and Liverpools? Well, Chelsea could if they if they get um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yeah, Sterling, and maybe someone else. You know what's going to happen with Stilett? I won't mind him. I think he'd be a fantastic sign-in for United. Yeah, I actually it looks like he's going to. Uh, Ericsson for me, after we've, we've talked about it, for me, it was a no-brainer. You know, was... But that, um, the defender that United have signed, the set or the nearly signed, I should I say, Lissandro Martinez, who they nicked or they hijacked off Arsenal, is a very, very good defender. Do you remember he, um, he played in the game against United? When was it? Was that last year or the year before? year before, I think it was. Um, but he, is, uh, he looks like a really good defender. Uh, Lissandro Martinez, and I mean, so a few people on like Twitter, journalists, and that said that that was quite far down the line for the art. Like Arsenal were quite far into the negotiation process, but as soon as ten, as soon as he found out United wanted him, he wanted to play for his, you know, obviously his old manager, and I suppose that's the advantage they've got, isn't it, with the likes of these, you know, Anthony and. Lissandro Martinez, and if there's anyone else, if they're going to stump up the money, the players seem to like the manager, so they're going to want to play for him. Yeah. Um, what do we think of Gabriel Jesus going to Arsenal, mate? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good, good, good signing for him. Really good signing for him. I always give him a mate. I always give him a mate. He was a City fan stick saying, you know, he's no good, but no, one in three. Uh, he doesn't play every week. I'm pretty sure if he plays every week, he'll get more than that. So, yeah, he's not getting... out number nine, is he, though? No, he's still getting 15, 20 goals on it. Yeah, and I think the way the way Arsenal play and the formation they've got, him playing off just off the striker or out wide, you know, or number 10 oh, or whatever. He can, and he can play nine. Yeah, of course. It's, um, I think he was a really good signing. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the midfielder that they signed. Um, e. Uh, looks pretty. I can't remember who it was. I'll have a quick look now. He was, um, he's looks, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a really good signing. So, there's clubs making some good, good signings, you know. Um, obviously, you've got Haaland's gone to, to Man City already. Um, Liverpool have picked up a couple. There's a few clubs who I've thought have been a bit slow, who perhaps I thought would, you know, would get some players in. Obviously United, but also I thought Newcastle would be really active, really quite quick, 
and they haven't quite got going yet, but I'm sure they will at some point. Um, so there is BBC says that, uh, or it's a gossip column, but it says um, that Arsenal are confident of beating Manchester United to Tillman's, but it's a, it is a, a straight battle between the two. Would you be happy if United signed him or if they were able to pip Arsenal to him or you're not too bothered? Who, Tillman's? Yeah. No, I'd take him as well, yeah. I think he's pretty good. He's quite yeah. he's quite relatively young, I think, as well, isn't he? Yeah, no, I'd take him. Um, Spurs, what do we make of their business so far? Spurs have done, the, I think, have done very good business. If they got in, they've got in... Um, they've done very good business. They, got well, they signed with Charlison, didn't they? Charlison. Um, they got the young kid from a small club, Middlesbrough. Um, I don't know if that one's over the line yet, but I think oh, it's not. in the process of oh, yeah, being okay, a bit. Uh, who else have they got? They got some others as well. Sure of it. Just having to try and have a look now. So they had. Um, they got the. They're trying to sign DJ Spence for fifteen million for Middlesbrough. They signed for Charlison. Um, they were in for Christian Eriksen and then supposedly they pulled out, um, which is a weird one to me because I didn't quite understand why they would pull him out, pull out of that. Um, you never know, do you? It's... it's a weird one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Ryan Sessing, Sessing Young, obviously, was uh, from back in the day. He's got, they just, as soon as he gets going for him, he's going to be quality. He just didn't quite get going. Um, they definitely, who did they sign? Fraser Forrester. He's a decent signing, good keeper. I mean, when you they got a French keeper, haven't they? So I think those two signings are pretty good. Um, Mark Thomas, mate, in the uh, in the old chat, he says, "Hi, a question for Rodri: What striker do you think United should go for to replace Ronaldo, as they are short of very short of options?" Thanks. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah, any strikers out there? No, this this is what I mean. We've, we've gone over it with. The ones available, even Lewandowski, what is he now? 33, 34, 32. So, so 32, 32. Yeah. yeah, no, um, you know, we we had we had a ready made striker ready to go. Who would it be mm. ideal now if we had Mason Greenwood? So um yeah, there's not many about, not not high class centre forwards anyway, Mbappe's not leaving PSG, Haaland's tied up. Vardy's coming to the end of his career. Uh, there's not many about, is there? Yeah, I was trying to think of like um, out and out strikers who would be potential, you know, for United to sign. And there's um, there's one in Germany. Uh, I think he plays for Leverkusen. That might be wrong. Called Shit. Um, he's quite a good. He's young. Shit he scored. Yeah, scored like 25 goals last year, and. Um, like I wouldn't be surprised if Ten Hag went for someone like that, someone who's you know bagged a load of goals, plays the way he wants to play, rather than a, a renowned, you know, a, a ready-made renowned name. But if Ronaldo leaves, it's sort of the temptation has to be to go for a Dybala or a Lewandowski or you know whoever, like because of the name value. When actually, if you look yeah. at United's okay. business over the last five years. Going for name value nine times yeah, hasn't really yeah, worked for him. I don't think this manager's going to do that. He's going to he's going to identify who he wants. He's he's in charge, and, and if they can't get him, then he's not going to do it. It's as simple as that. He's, he's obviously going to assess what he needs. 
in mm. training, in the games, the pre-season. But ultimately, you'd, you'd want your business done before. And the people bringing in, he obviously knows all about him. So, you know, I, they're all Ajax players. So he knows all yeah. about them. So he knows what he's bringing in. Um, but after pre-season training, he might need, you know, this is what we need. And then he's got the full August to get, to get it done. So um, on Metro, they did a, an article, four potential replacements for Ronaldo uh, as striker for United. Um, and this, I think, whilst this article, I think, is not great, what it does do is I think it does point out that the, the, there isn't many out-and-out strikers out there anymore no. because the game's changed partially and also there's just not. So the four they've got is Lewandowski, who we talked about. They've got Dybala, who we've talked about. Then they've got that um, Osmin Hen from uh, Napoli, who cost would cost loads, like 80 million or something. And then the fourth choice they've got is Anthony Martial. And I think the fact that they've gone for Martial as the fourth choice tells you everything you need to know about maybe this summer isn't the summer to go and buy a striker. No, and he'll not he'll know that he'll know what's about. And if the quality's not there, then there's no point. You're gonna see there's a World Cup coming up, there's a player match springing into that. You might fancy it. No, no. But he's not gonna this manager's not gonna just bring players in. Like they've done in the past because the names are. Yeah. He's going to bring players in that fit his system that he wants to play. Do you uh, Have you been surprised by West Ham's lack of business so far? No. No. Because so West Ham, Everton, and Newcastle were three clubs who I thought would spend or would bring in quite a few players quite early on in the window. And none of them have really done much business in. Um, and Newcastle particularly, who've got, you know, cash to burn. Uh, haven't yeah, done anything yet. They, no, they've got, they've got to be, they've got to be, they've got to go about the, the work differently, Newcastle, because they know they've got a bit of money. So they, they, they're going to, they're, they're the same. They're going to, identify Eddie, Eddie May, Eddie Howe's the same. And I said Eddie May then. Mm, um, yes, Eddie Howe's legend. the same. So, just gonna have to identify who they need and, and, and bring them in, but there's no rush, especially with the the, the way that they ended the season with the players they brought in and, and how well they finished. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaz says, "What about Tammy Abraham's uh, as United striker?" No, not for me. No. Yeah, no. I think I I kind of agree with that. I'm not sure he's the answer. Yeah. Um, no. Trying to think who the strikers are for the the kind of lower league Premier League teams, and if there's any kind of strikers within those teams, which may be worth a punt. Because United, you know, obviously they got Zaha, uh, Zaha from Fulham back in the day, or like Ollie Watkins or something like that. Yeah, maybe uh, Jared yeah. Bowen, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Oh no, God, no. in the last Calvert Lewin, mate. I, he's an England international. Don't we remember? No, um, no. I was just going to have to wait and see. And if like, if they're not, if they've got players there that have, that have at least played the position, know how to play the position. Mm. Um, as a Welshman, where would you like to see Aaron Ramsey play his football for the next whatever is six months before the World Cup? Or would you be happy for him? So before the Euros, 
Uh, Aaron Ramsey had his own fitness team, which kept him fit and got him fit, ready for the Euros outside of his football club. Would you be happy for him to basically not play for Juventus or whatever and just keep himself fit to play reserve games just do whatever. and then go to the World Cup? He knows his own body. He's just going to have to do what's best for, for him. and and Because he's, he's not going to get... Not picked. No, if, if I was him, I'd want to get out of there, but he's on probably a, sh- a shed load of money. 400 and... grand a week. Yeah, so he's in no rush. Why would he be? So, but they probably want him out and to can get him out, they'll get him out. But yeah, why give someone that kind of wage? I don't think it's out of the question for him to sit, his, sit the next six months out, just keep fit, play reserve games. Go to the World Cup, fit, have a blinder, and then sign for a club in January. I don't think that's out of the question. No. Because what we, we're, we're in July now. World Cup starts in November or September, whatever it is. Uh, so, November. So, like, it's not that long. So, no. I don't think it's out of the question for him to sit it out. But then, on the other hand, I think clubs like Newcastle would probably be a good move for him. I think uh, Cardiff would be a good move for him. Um, where else? West Ham, maybe. West Ham, yeah. West Ham. Um, like, obviously, none of those clubs are going to pay him £400 a week. But, I mean, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't, won't be, you know, I'm sure he'll be negotiating that wage anyway. Because Juventus will pay him off, won't they? They'll pay his contract out. Um Will says Rambo should get out ASAP. There, this will likely be his only World Cup, and he needs to get match fit. Yeah, and match sharp. Um, so there is an element to that. I agree with it. I think pretty much wholeheartedly. However, going into the Euros, he hasn't played a lot of football, and he had this team to keep him fit and and get him ready for the World uh, for the Euros in 2016. Or was that, I don't know, maybe it was the other Euros, I don't know. But he hadn't played a lot of football going into it. And he had this team of fitness technicians and that who helped him stay fit. So I don't think it's out of the question these days. Fitness, fitness technicians? I don't know, I make them, making up a word, don't I? Just, <laughs> testing, just testing to see if you're listening, mate. And um, I don't think it's outrageous for him to do that. right? But I do think if you can choose, you should probably be playing... Right, it's all right having a team around you and stuff, but there's nothing can, that can match match games or fitness. No. And yeah, but then you've got the added but added thing you, where you could get injured. But you can't think like that. No, of course not. Um, and look, we've talked about it before. Like Aaron Ramsey's been so unlucky with injuries since he broke his leg that you know it's it's um, it's unfortunate that he had that nasty leg break, which then led to him picking up picking up you know, non-stop niggly injuries and just was never able to really get like a proper couple of full seasons under him. Because I think he's capable of, would have been capable of being one of the best midfielders in Europe, unfortunately. Yeah. Um Let's talk a bit of championship, mate, to kind of round us off. Cardiff City have made their 10th signing of the window, um, which is unreal, really. Like that is a lot of fun. And they've done it without spending any money. Um, or very little. Ten, um, really. So they've signed ten players without spending very, very much at all, if any. Uh, so they signed um, 
Sayers from West Brom, Romain Sayers from uh, West Brom, or Sawyers, maybe it's pronounced. Um, he's a, who does he play for? St. Kitts and Nevis uh, International, 30 caps. He's 30 years old, so he's experienced. Um, I can't say I know a great deal about him, but he's he's certainly, um, from by all accounts, everyone I've sort of seen talking about him seems to say he's a very, very good championship player, which I think is what Cardiff needed was someone with a bit of experience who is a good at that level because they got a lot of youngsters, you got a lot of young players, but they needed someone in the middle of the park with a bit of experience. But um, the most pleasing thing for me was that Joe Rawls signed a new contract. I felt like that was really important because uh, he's been one of their best players for the last couple of years and it looked like he might go. Um, yeah, they just need a striker, it's got to be said. Um, what else have we got? Wayne Rooney. But do we, um, do we, have we done a show since Wayne Rooney resigned? Yeah, yeah. It's going to say, um, did you see who Derby signed? Um, oh, what's his name? I have to flipping remember his name now. Uh, oh, uh, the one who used to play for Cardiff, uh, Mendes Lang. Oh, no. Uh, signed for Derby, for Derby on a free transfer. Um, I think that's a very good signing for League One team. Um, I find it a bit weird that they're signing, they signed him, but they haven't re signed like Curtis Davis and a couple of the other lads who. You know, did pretty well from last year. Maybe they want to move in a different direction as well, which you need because you've got a lot of young players. So, so I'd, I'd get that one side of I was there, especially in League One. You're going to need that experience. So, yeah, I mean, like all those all those academy players, and you're talking like I know I talk about like the Cardiff have got a lot of academy players, but you're talking with Cardiff, they're like academy players who are kind of ready and have been gradually brought into the first team. In Derby's case, these are out and out and academy players who have been brought into the first team squad literally because they've got no other players. And I think if you you can't go into the League One season having just been relegated with kids and expect them to then compete and keep you up in League One, you need that experience. Mendes Lang gives them that out on the wing. He's big, he's strong, he's decent. But yeah, I think people like Curtis Davis, they should have been the ones probably that they were signing up straight away to be honest um be interesting how derby do because i've seen loads of quite a few derby fans since rooney left saying oh yeah he made loads of mistakes and sort of ridiculing his that speech he gave in the car park and that and i just think that is such like um after timing like just being twatty like after the fact at the time Everybody was kind of, you know, praising him for, for going and speaking to the fans. Everybody said what a good job he did for Derby and needy keeping him up in impossible circumstances, blah, 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 blah. And then because he's left, probably because he wasn't being backed or for whatever reason. Pays, paid players' wages. Yeah. Suddenly, uh, yeah, he was never any good anyways. Football <laughs> fans, mate. Football fans. Yeah. Um, Derby have also signed James Chester. Excellent signing. Um, yeah. I don't know what has gone on with him since Euro, since the Euros. 
Euro 2016, James Chester was awesome. And they did. He just seems to have like fizzled out a bit over the last few years. Um, Maybe the fresh start has been good. Yeah, I think I think he's still got a lot to offer at a, a League One level. I think that's a great signing. They signed Connor Hurhan, another great signing who will score goals for fun in the League One. You'd imagine. Uh, they also signed McGoldrick. Um, that's not a bad spine for a League One team. Um, no, they've just got to do a bit of wheeling and dealing, mate, haven't they? At the end of the day. And just uh, you've got when you've got it when you when you know money, there's a lot of free chances. You know, you've got to know, know, know people in the game as well. So yeah, it's it's not easy, but it helps if you've got experience and you know a lot of people in the game that you can pull on or do favors for, or, or people, you know, free transfers. You've just got to know what you're doing, know what or you want. You, or, or if you're Darren Ferguson and your dad's a manager of Man United, and you can just or, get all the, yeah, all, yeah, the youth, all the youth players on loan. Yeah, that helps. Well, you use your contacts, mate, tonight. That's what you've yeah. got to do. Yeah. Um, it's going to be... I'll be interested to see how um, Paul Insta's a red in because he had a, a great finish to the season, didn't he? You know, he kept them up. Yeah. And, and in the end, they stayed up pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, but they're under transfer embargo, so they can only sign free agents or loan deals for, for yeah, one again, year. Again, you've got an, he knows a lot of people in the game. He's going to have to draw off that experience and that know-how and, and bring the players that he needs in and have free. Uh, they've lost a few. They lost um, Rina Mahoto to Cardiff. They lost Josh Laurent to Stoke. Danny Drinkwater is not coming back. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested. How he, I will be interested genuinely to see how Paul Ince does. But it's going to be tough, isn't it, with a transfer embargo and they've lost players. Yeah, what, good start. What, what if, not, if not, you know, they'll, Could be in they'll, probably, they'll probably look to move, move him on. Yeah, I don't think he'll get a lot it, of time. It won't be. It won't really be his fault. It'd be, you know, because he, he can't bring any players, and all players have left that, that he had last season because they weren't mm. really. They're, they're fighting at relegation, so they're not really have a good team if they're in that position. So, and then now they've mm. lost a few. Um, he brought in Junior Hoyler uh, free, which I think is a good signing. Um, yeah. he's you know thirty-one, very experienced. Yeah. play a couple of different positions. They're the sort of players he's probably going to have to bring in. Um, so that'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting how they go. Um, my, my, if my phone, my phone's going to go off, my battery's really going to go off in a minute. Yeah, it is. Kind of nearly done anyway. Like we're just yeah, no problem. Just seeing if it goes, it yeah. goes. All right. The um, Huddersfield manager reti- uh, resigned. I don't think he's been there that long. Um, oh, he's been there a couple what, of years. What, what, the one who got beat in the playoff finals? Uh, yeah, Carlos Cabaran. That's a shame because he, he, he turned around, did a good job from there. Well, yeah, he led him like third place in the championship. I thought it was an outstanding yeah. finish yeah. from very good because they weren't long ago, they were fighting relegation and they only just stayed up. And yeah. all of a sudden, now they're you know they're back to to really doing it. Um, how difficult, mate, will it be for Cardiff? Because they've basically got a whole new team, like 10 new players, and they'll probably bring in another couple. Oh, it's, um, it's, di- it's difficult. It's difficult. They could all just gel or they could, it could take ages. So it's, it's one of them. you just got to hope for the best. And good, good coaching, good information, and hopefully pick it up pretty quickly pre-season. But, you know, it all depends on the start. Wins, you know, uh, cover a lot of things. So, But losing, you know, 
it just adds to more things. So you've got to get a good start. Get them in early, I think, is probably helpful. Yeah, get them early, get them working, get what you want across. Uh, but then as soon as the games come across, even though then it's difficult because you just want people to get minutes more than tactically. But no, you're going to have to figure it out. Indeed, mate. Um, who do you think is going to go up from a championship? Ah, oh, look at that. Gone. Uh, no, oh. someone, ringing, someone ringing me. Um, who's, your, who's your, at the moment, obviously there might be some more sign-ins and stuff like that, but who's sort of the standout team, do you think? Um, obviously, coming down, you've got the likes of Watford, uh, Sheffield United and Norwich. Um, but also coming up, you had Sunderland, big team. Um, you've got a Teesside derby against Middlesbrough. So there's a few big clubs down in that championship now. Jesus, some no, big yeah, clubs. Uh, but, yeah, you've just got to get a good start. But it's, it's relentless. As you know, it's relentless. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. All difficult games. 40-odd games a season. 40, 46, 44, whatever it is. So, yeah, it's, it's not easy. But, you know. That's why it's such a good league. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's my favourite league to watch. Like, cause it's just intense. I wouldn't. It's just such a weird league, right? Sunderland have come up, and you wouldn't be surprised to see them up and around the playoffs come the end of the season, just because of the way how weird the league is. Um, I don't think they will be. I don't think they've got a strong enough squad to compete in that league. But you just never know because anyone can beat anyone in the uh, in the championship. Uh, early predictions for Premier League top format? Anything outside of the usual? Uh, no, no. Newcastle, not quite yet? No, not quite, no. And certainly not on their transfer business at the moment. No. It's, uh, no, one no. Still, still going to be at, you know, Liverpool, City, Chelsea and the rest find it out. Mm. Uh, what about going down from the Premier League? You've got uh, Forest coming up. Um, who else with Fulham come up? Uh, do we expect those clubs to be battling out? Obviously, Brentford had a good season last year. Who do we think? Who else is there? Uh, who else came up? Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Brentford. No, Brentford, not Brentford. Uh, Bournemouth, Forest, and Fulham came up. Brentford had a good season last year. Brighton, these sorts of teams. Who do you think? Who would you think might go down at the moment? I think Forest stay up. Well, Fulham, it's going to be difficult. Fulham, all the three teams that have come up, I think it'll be difficult. Palmer, Fulham, and Forest. One of them, the yeah. one of them will usually does well. Who will that be? I think Forest. I don't know. If I, if I don't. Pick, if I had to pick one of them now, I'd say Forest, but. You know, well, Forest did pretty well in the FA Cup as well against Premier League teams. So, mm. yeah, um, but you don't know. You just don't know. But who have they signed Forest? Like Nico Williams would be a great signing. I gotta say, um, they, spent be a quid for, they spent a few quid for us. I was reading, uh, listening to the radio. They spent over sixty million quid. So they, they bought in three or four players. For those teams coming up, particularly in Forest's case, where they haven't been in the Premier League for such a long time. They need a striker who's going to bag them 20 goals, 15, 20 goals. 
that's what they like that's what will be the difference between them staying up and going down that's why norwich keep going down because pookie can't do it he can do it in the championship he scores 25 goals they get promoted and he scores five like mm-hmm. they're that that out and out striker who bags you the 15 goals a season is the difference between staying up and going down um so out of those teams it depends who they've got like same with mitrovic always does amazingly in the premier league for uh in the championship sorry for fulham and then he comes up to the premier league and doesn't always so you can score people who scores nearly 40 goals you know you just got to give him the problem is you can score the goals you just don't get the chances he doesn't in, in the championship uh he just doesn't get him in like in the premiership but when he does get him he doesn't take him so just this small margins. Yeah, pressure in it as well. Um Will says Leeds are going down from the Premier League. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Yeah, I think Leeds, Brighton, and Fulham would be my three at the moment. I think Bournemouth and uh I think Bournemouth and uh Forest will do all right. And uh Rodri's phone's died. So uh let's have a look. What is going on, right? If you've got any questions, get them in very quickly uh, before I, I wrap this show up. Uh, for anyone who hasn't sort of seen or isn't a patron and stuff like that, um, from today, uh, I'm having a little break for a while so I'm, uh, from the kind of online shows and stuff. Um, so I am going to be doing some stuff behind the scenes. Um, but uh, And I'm also going to be doing, for patrons, there'll still be the the Wednesday show, but uh, apart from that, there'll be nothing on the main channel for uh, for a few weeks. We'll be back for the start of the football season, um, but I need a break. I just need to sort my head out a little bit. Um, I've done this non-stop for, for three years. I um, feel like I've hit a bit of a, a wall in some respects with some of it, um, so I need to th- go away and have a break, think about what I want to do with it, and then I'm going to chip maybe change a few things up. So, um, don't be angry with me when uh, maybe I come back in a couple of weeks and some things have changed. Uh, I've got to do what's best for the for the channel, for my for myself, for my for my health, for everything. And and um, you know, uh, the channel will continue. Um, if you'd like to support the channel during my break, um and also still see my beautiful face as uh, me and Barry do our show every Wednesday and we do a show every other Monday as well, um, myself and Reese. Um, then you can patreon.com slash acepodcastnation. It's £2. There's a couple of £2.50 slots left for a, per month. Beautiful. Easy. And you get some content for free. Um, check out the interview I did with Gary Lockett, um, which came out last Tuesday. That was a great one, especially if you're a boxing fan. But even just for people who like uh, like interviews and, and podcasts, it's a very, very good one. So the second part of a two-parter. Um, next week, next Thursday afternoon, I am filming uh, a Down at Eat State Media um, uh, a podcast with a, uh, a Cardiff City legend who has never been on the channel before. I have never met... And uh, I am really looking forward to it. I think I told patrons who it was on Monday, I think. Uh, so that's being recorded. 
next week. I'm also recording an episode with a former Middlesbrough uh, player um, who I believe is quite popular up that way. So I'm looking forward to that and just looking to nail down a date with him. Um, but that's been done and dusted. They probably, probably won't be out until I kind of return and, and the channel's back up and going. I just um, need to sort my head out and I need to think about what I'm going to do with the channel. And like I say, if there is changes, uh, I hope that you guys will still support the channel um, and, you know, get behind it because a lot of, a lot of hard work and effort goes into doing all these shows and stuff. And um, the other thing is, is most podcasts around the UK and the world put out one episode a week plus one behind like a Patreon or whatever. So two episodes a week. I do six episodes a week um, pretty much every week. So as you can imagine, that is uh, difficult. Um Borough fan says, what's your view on automated offsides that they are looking at? So, um, I haven't, I don't know anything about it. So it's very difficult for me to uh, comment. However, I will have a quick Google and um, we'll have a look. Um, Semi-automated offside technology approved by FIFA uh, by combine, combining limb and ball tracking data Applying artificial intelligence. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, um, I have obviously, as you've just seen, I've just very quickly looked at that. The first things which strike me, right, is the, the, um, if the limb, uh, the technology to pick up the limbs and the ball and stuff is the similar technology, the Hawkeye technology that they use in cricket and they use for the goal line technology. That is a definite plus because that is excellent technology which has been tried and tested in many sports and proven to be accurate and use, useful, etc., etc. The one thing which gives me a little bit of uh, anxiety and worry about that is the, the bit where it says about artificial intelligence being involved um, because I think the offside rule context uh, different aspects of things cannot be coded into a machine. So that could be, I can just see problems from that. Um, but I don't have a problem with the, the general gist of it. As such, I don't have a problem with the technology. Um, I don't know if it can be implemented in a way that's going to be useful, like it's going to work well though, just because football is such a complex game and i'm not sure how that would work i long for the days of just i wish we just had goal line technology and a fourth referee and that'd be it but i i i, I really wish we had never started with var and all this shit um i think it's ruined football even more than the money um goal line technology i think is vital had to be done having an additional referee on the side to help out the referee and linesman, fine. Even the having those line, like the additional referees or linesmen by the goals, I thought was a pretty good idea to spot things in the box. The problem with that always seemed to be that you never quite knew 
if they could overrule the ref or if they were just advising the ref and it was a bit problematic. So, like, if they saw something, were they able to say, no, ref, that's a penalty? Or were they just saying, oh, I think that's a penalty? And then the ref's got to decide and it becomes a bit confuddled. Just have goal line technology and go back to girl fashioned refs taking responsibility, human error. Just all debated in the pub afterwards. That ref was shit. That ref was good. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Guys, um, I just want to say, number one, it's been an absolute pleasure. Big thank you to Rodri, as, as always, for doing this show. Um, this is the end of season one, basically. We'll be back for season two uh, in a while before the football season starts. Um, Social media, get get in touch and, uh, you know, hit me up with your football views, tweet me, whatever. Um, if you DM me, I will try to reply, but I get a lot. So, don't always see them. But if you tweet me or you message me on, so like publicly, I'll, I'll reply and stuff. Let's have a chat about football or whatever else. And if you've got any suggestions about what we can do with the channel, what I can do to make things better, what I can think do to take things to the next level. I am always interested in your opinions and your ideas, your suggestions, whatever it may be. Um, and guys, if you can sign up to Patreon, spare like two, three quid a month to uh, to help us, fantastic. And you'll get that show throughout my break. I'll still be putting that live show out. And um, if not, then it's cool. I appreciate you all. Thank you very much. Thank you for your support over the last three years. Um, it's so long, but it's not goodbye. It's been a pleasure and more to the point. It's been emotional. Jablet. Sports Social Podcast Network.